Hi everyone, welcome back to the Sorry What podcast hosted by me, Fatima Alani. I just wanted to thank everyone for tuning in and listening to my first episode. I'm truly blown away by the numbers. I hit just over 200 and I managed to reach quite a few countries out with the UK. So I'm just chuffed about that. So thank you so much. Today's episode is all about social media and I'm joined by one of my best friends from undergrad, Amy. So I've known Amy since I think second year of the degree. So that'd be 2018 and now we're in 2023. Hi Amy. Hi Fatima. Um, Five years now, half a decade that we've been friends. So hi everybody, I'm Amy. I do my master's at the University of Oxford and I'm doing clinical embryology and assisted conception, which is obviously just a really fancy and Oxford way for seeing (laughs) fertility treatments. Um, So yeah, I've known Fatima for since second year of anatomy when we had our poster together. A lovely group Um, project. Yep. And the rest has been history since. It's crazy because we've stayed in touch for five years. It doesn't feel like half a decade though. It doesn't. At the same time. No, like, it doesn't. I remember like messaging you about like the deadline because it was and like freaking out about it. And you were like, it's fine. And the fact yeah. that that's what is gonna be two years this year since we graduated, <laughs> it yeah. makes me feel sick. Yeah, two years and it's flown by. Like it does, it feels fake. It really does, because we had an online graduation. Mm-hmm. It just it feels so fake and bloody, almost. It just does not feel real at all. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank all you for having Oxford. me. You're most welcome. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. So, like I said, guys, we're going to be talking about social media. And social media is something that I feel like me and Amy speak about quite a lot. I think we often share the same views with regards to social media and we'll be interested to see what of what we say you all agree or disagree with. So I'm going to ask Amy the first question of the day. So Amy, what first got you interested in social media and when did you download Instagram? Do you remember? You know, when you're saying like what got me interested, hand on heart because everybody else was on it. Yeah. I even remember being like 12, 13 mm-hmm. and like my big sister had Facebook. So I was like, I want Facebook and <laughs> it's nothing about it. Like there was no interest for it for me. Yeah. It was just everybody else has it. So I, sh- I have it. That's my honest answer for that. Um, how I've seen it evolve over the years. <laughs> I even remember like everybody be like posting about, you know, like talking Tom Mm-hmm. like on their Instagram and mm-hmm. the time where Instagram was all about the caption like yeah. what is the coolest song lyrics I can find to put on my Instagram post and it's like just the crazy. really heavy filters yeah, like that yeah. Sort of brown one. yeah. it like, added like an orange tinge <laughs> yeah. or the one that made your lips really pink oh like, yeah those, those were the absolute like peak social media at one point and now when you think about like when you go on to the app that's the last well for for me at least like I just disregard them it's not even there it's crazy how much it's changed I think I'm the same I downloaded it because I remember two of my friends were speaking about it and I checked the other day I downloaded it in October of 2012 which is Amy that's 11 years this October so I was 12 and I remember posting 
a picture of a cake I'd made for Halloween and I was literally posting like funny pictures as a 12 year old and now I think about the 12 year olds and they just they honestly look older than what I look like now and I'm like 100% things have changed so much just on the platform and just comparing how I was at 12 to 12 year olds now I just think it's crazy how it's evolved like genuinely crazy it's scary and like and we'll probably touch on it eventually but I did see a TikTok and it was like mm-hmm. children when they're 12 now and it was doing all these TikTok dances and it was like children like me when I was 12 and it was like do you remember that acapella app oh my god <laughs> and it was like this and it's the differences is ridiculous it's Easy. funny but also this like it's worrying mm-hmm. I think Oh, 100%. I think people aren't living their youth. I remember even at 12 and in first year, one of my friends, actually quite a few people had like a recording studio birthday and there was maybe seven of us going singing One Direction. Now I'm thinking, what are 12 year olds doing for their birthday? And it's definitely not that. And it kind of makes me sad because I feel like you'll get to be an adult eventually. If there's any young kids watching or listening to this right now, don't <laughs> grow up too fast. Like, don't. Genuinely. It'll come to you and you will beg to be back when you're like, I think about it as like, it was a stress-free time. The biggest issue I had was what filter and what caption am I going to do? Like what Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift lyric will Mm -hmm. I put? And I think it was just even a safer environment because when I was checking when I downloaded it, it tells you when you made it private. And like you know, I'm quite a private person. So like my private Instagram is always private now. Um, but at the time, it had been five years before I made it private. And that was because I think I maybe had, honestly, 50 max followers in those five years. Whereas if I'm on public now, there's so many people that I feel like could, I don't know, take your photos and you never really know what people are going to do with it. Do you know what I mean? 100%. Like, And this is going to sound silly. So for people who don't know, like my uncle has Down syndrome. So... And he lives with us, so he watches like a lot of daytime TV. And mm-hmm. the amount of people that have public profiles that are then used in scams without them knowing, it's worrying. It's crazy. Like, so many people fall victim of it. There was a time where I was very like obsessed with how I was perceived on social media. Mm-hmm. Like I how many likes I that. had. Like if it didn't have a certain amount of likes, it was taken down. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's good that Instagram does have the option for you to not know how many people are liking it, if anyone. Yeah. Um, and I think for a lot of people, it's good. Like I got to the point where I didn't care before that came in. Yeah. But I think for some people, that anonymity is like effective. It, 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 it's positive for them, I think. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I mean, I'm. I'd say I'm lucky in the sense that I genuinely just never cared about the like number. And I think the reason I didn't care is because my best friend cared a lot. And I think that hyperfixation made me kind of more aware to it. Because I remember when I started posting pictures, you know, like a mirror selfie, people that were never speaking to me at school were speaking to me. And I think at that moment I realised, God, this is so shallow. You know, people don't speak to you in real life, but they're commenting that you look nice in a picture. 
And to me, that's not how I value people. Like I'd rather you be nice to me in real life and ignore me on social media. So to me, it was always very surface level and I didn't care. And then having my friend care about it so much. And I think that was the beginning of the end, to be honest, for people on social media, because then they just became so obsessed with the thing that I think social media shouldn't be about. Like, why why should we care about likes? Do you know what I mean? It's a number. Genuinely. I'm very much like, in general, life isn't about numbers. Like, you're not a weight, you're not a size, you're Mm -hmm. not how many likes. And I don't agree with numbers at all. Yeah. When I'm thinking about it and like, when the beginning of the end, like, I remember like, when Instagram used to tell you who'd liked whose pictures. Oh my God, yes. And I think like, That is so crazy. I totally forgot. I feel like that reminds me of the whole best friend on Snapchat thing, which definitely caused problems for people at the time. And do you remember? People, I'm really sorry if you're listening and you're one of these people, but I just never understood these people. Like people obsessed about Snapchat streaks and giving giving their friends their passwords when they were going abroad to keep up the streak. Like what does that even mean? They were still in the same time zone. Actually, having a flame and a number next to next to that person is just. I feel like the thing is I think these social media apps made people's mental health bad like they primed them into thinking a certain way like why was streaks ever a thing even why was likes ever a thing because now that's formed the basis of you know streaks formed the basis of friendships and how important they were and then likes are how valued you are by someone and I'm just thinking that is so wrong In principle a like should be innocent like Fatima Mm -hmm. has liked my picture but now there's so much more to it than it's just a like and I think people in some situations they'll use that like oh it's just a like but for sure for sure they use it trying to be innocent when it's entirely different you know yeah I think it had the intentions of being like sort of like I'm saying this in quotation marks like pure and like no ill intent but yeah as social media has developed it's became more morphed and twisted For sure. For sure. And I don't really see it getting better, to be honest. I think it'll just get worse. So who knows what will come the next decade, honestly. The Instagram will go and there'll be another app, you know, because Vine was a thing, no longer a thing. TikTok Mm -hmm. is now the be all and end all. Exactly. So give it a couple of months, a couple of years, we'll see what we're talking about, you know. Exactly. That's so true. Instagram will probably be a thing of the past and we'll feel even older than we will do in 10 years because we'll have hit the 30 mark. I remember my little sister turned around to me in 2020, like so, t- like New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. 2019 and 2020. And she looked me dead in the eyes and went, you have your 21st and your 30th this decade. <laughs> it sent me spiralling. Like, happy new year, hug, here's this fact. Yes. And I went spiralling. I didn't need to know about that information. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. 100%. So I'm now going to move on. What do you think about social media and the way of it changing communication? Do you think it's changed the way people communicate and interact with each other? 100%. I think now we have so much access to communication. Yeah. But the way we communicate, I think, is poorer. I would agree. I would agree. You hear about it all the time, like, oh, they've left me on red or Mm -hmm. they've been active three minutes ago, but I sent them a message five hours ago. Yeah. 
it's just so twisted now. There's no such thing as just messaging someone like, mm-hmm. oh my God, you're such a fast replier. You're so right. Why is that a thing? Because before read the receipts was probably never a thing. Active status was probably never a thing. And I just think it's actually a huge thing now. And it shouldn't be. And it's changing. You're so right. It changes the way that I've had to deal with certain situations. I remember I had my active status on on Instagram because I don't think I knew at the time that that was a thing. And then someone had messaged me saying that they'd seen I was active but hadn't replied to their message. But that was an active decision that I'd taken not to reply to their message because I didn't know who they were. And it's like, why are you invading my privacy? And why am I now having to turn off my active status to avoid this? Do you know what I mean? Or why are you having to justify your actions? 100%. Are you just not allowed to not respond at that moment in time? No, because you know? I think people think they're entitled to you every single second. Because you're on social media, they because have that access media. to you. It's just this sort of assumption that uh-huh. because you're on social media and you're pos- you're active, that you are available. And there was a time, like we're going way back here, and I'm sorry, like there was a time where like the only way you had to speak to someone was over the phone and I mean Mm -hmm. like not over FaceTime like over the phone and you weren't getting to do that every day whereas now you have instant access to anybody at any given time Mm -hmm. even do not disturb you phone someone enough times it'll come through people have so much access to you and I think it's completely reasonable to be online but not want to talk to anybody I don't understand like why people feel the need to comment on that like you were active six minutes ago, but I mm-hmm. sent a message 25 minutes ago. Where have you been these past 19 minutes? Mm-hmm. Sorry if my maths is wrong, but um, it's it's weird. It's such a weird way to live it's when so you think about it. Definitely. And I think you're so right. We have access to so many people's lives, but it still remains that person's decision when and where they want to answer you. Do you know If something's an emergency, I can understand you'll want an instantaneous response, but everyone's got their own things to deal with and people will respond when they can. But then I think it's sort of a double-edged sword because I think now that you're on social media, people think that that means you're good. And then, you know, people perhaps aren't making the effort. and, And we'll touch on this later when we talk about, you know, the friends aspect to social media. But I think... Because people, you know, see a story from you, they'll think you're fine and they won't check in. And I I know we value the importance of our friendship so much because regardless of what we do, we always find time to ask someone how they are because it genuinely is a two second job. People now think, you know, oh, she posted a story. She's fine. Let's not ask her how she is. And, and I'm sure I've been guilty of it before, but that's so wrong. Do you know, social media is, social media is fake life. Someone could look so happy, but they're literally only posting their highlight reel. I and know. you could, oh my gosh, Siri. Siri wants yeah. to be on the podcast. Someone they're could appear so happy and you would genuinely have no idea what's going on in their life. And that's I the danger. Your prime example is COVID. Everybody had no other option but to be on social media and on their phone. Mm -hmm. Everybody was posting stories, like people posting their runs, their banana breads, their little side businesses that they started. And everybody thought, like, they're fine, like they're posting, they're there. But COVID was so detrimental to so many people's mental health. Mm -hmm. But because they posted their banana bread, it's fine. Their mental health's okay. Because they posted the banana bread, 
they're in the kitchen cooking away, they're happy. Let's not ask how how my friend is doing. It's so wrong. It is so wrong. And I'm sure we've all been guilty of it. And hundred percent. The the things I'm talking about today, guys, I've I asked some polls on Instagram and I've got a few of the responses here. So keeping everything anonymous, I'm just weaving it into conversation. So if you hear something that you said, then yes, we're we're talking about you. We're also including some of our personal experiences. My little bee in my bonnet is when I'm not saying like I know we said about like it's it's so fine if you don't want to message me straight away. But mm-hmm. see, when I'm waiting like a week for someone to reply to me, yeah, that that <laughs> that irks me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when they claim to be on their phone all the time. Yes. It takes two seconds out of your day to reply to me. But yes. it's different from you were active five minutes ago, mm-hmm. and you know, like it. There's there's levels to that. That's a point that I think is worth mentioning as well. Like there's there's a line. There's like you know for sure for sure like I know sometimes it's, like we're busy and it does take us a couple of days to reply mm-hmm. to one another but I know people I think who hadn't messaged me in weeks yeah. and then they message me not really replying to my message but asking their own question mm-hmm. don't be cheeky <laughs> honestly I think I it is very subjective and then it was like uh, yeah oh. hello can you help me here mm, if you reply yeah. to my message maybe <laughs> honestly no I think you're right I think it is very subjective I think it depends on the scenario the length of time but I think mostly depends on the person like if we're talking it's her best friend and it's radio silence then I'm about that's when I I think that's when I draw the line yeah because the thing is is like see if we don't reply to each other it's hey sorry been super busy Mm -hmm. or I've been up to my eyeballs in work. Yeah. I've had assignments. I've not really been on my phone. And you're like, okay, cool. But even not- at that, it's we never keep it that long, I think. Like, even if we're super busy, and we are busy, you know, you're doing a master's at Oxford and I'm doing medicine, but you still find time. I think no matter how busy you are, you're never busy enough to not check in on your friend or your family member or not reply because guys it's genuinely a two-second job and I guarantee they'll appreciate it 100% see what Amy just said there if they wanted to they would mama Amy here full of all the wise words we are empathetic we understand that there's situations but when it's you know someone exactly life happens but there's also boundaries and I think you sometimes just have to stand your ground and stand up for yourself and know when people are wanting you to be there at the snap of the finger, but they're not being there for you. Then you have to you have to look at it and you think, actually, is this a, a fair friendship? Is this a fair relationship? Me during COVID, mm-hmm. like how I was constantly checking up on people because I knew how difficult it was for me personally. Yeah, being like. COVID restrictions, one walk a day, blah, blah, blah. So I felt the need to make sure that everybody else was okay. Yeah. And to begin with, making sure that everybody was okay was also a way for me not to feel lonely. Mm-hmm. But definitely. It, like you sort it's of snap community. out of it very, very quickly. 
So I've got a question for you then, Fatima. Go for Do it. you think, like, you obviously have, like, your Anatomist to Doctor account and it gets, like, an amazing response. But, like, do you think sometimes people can be too forward or inappropriate with the messages that they send you because it's behind a screen? For sure. Okay. You know, I... And you'll know I've come so close to deleting that account. I am a private person and I'm very wary of what I post on there. You know, you won't find anything about my family on there. You won't find anything about my private. I say that like I'm married with three kids. But no, you won't. (laughs) I'm not. And you will not find. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you won't see anything. You know, I am private. It gave people the authority to think that they knew everything about me. And so... You know, put the the creepy guy messages aside, which are frequent, and I'm sure all us girls and probably guys get it as well. These messages, we'll put that aside because I think that comes on my private page as well as message requests. But I was getting messages from people asking for interview questions straight up, people asking me to get them a job. And it's it's sort of offensive because, firstly, respectfully, guys, you know, I worked my way to get to where I am today. I didn't get into medicine from school. I applied maybe five times to a phlebotomy job before I got it. I had to do a degree. I had to work hard in fourth year and study for the UK, just like everyone else. Why should I give everyone else a head start when I didn't get that? You know, why should I get you all a job easy, like easy peasy when I had to apply five times? And I think I'm very passionate about not introducing this unjustness because I don't think it's fair for everyone and even when I do my interview nights you know I never divulge questions because I think everyone should be given an equal chance so to answer your question a hundred percent I think people are so forward and that goes back to what I was saying earlier you know someone messaged me being so forward and I just chose not to reply because I don't have to and I just thought it was so bold of people to send me those sort of messages and it's kind of sad that there has been points now where I've been like, should I delete it? And then I ask my family and then I message you and you're like, no, you're doing such a fab job. And then I have to sort of reorientate myself and think the focus of this page is to help others, inspire others. Let's just ignore them. But it's hard because it happens quite often. You know, I'm getting these messages so often and it's so annoying. And it's not an out of any badness. Like I know it, it, the thing is, is like, so for us the next year's master's course they've already had their interviews so just before Christmas our course coordinator was like please like your your chances are people are going to start messaging you and asking you for advice on the interview Mm -hmm. yes it is Oxford and yes you want to make the best impression that you can obviously but the point that came across was with how this course is like so intense like it's really difficult if you were to give them or I was to give them answers and they breezed the interview it's not a true reflection on them not at all it's unfair like it would be unfair on them and I think that that's sometimes overlooked like Mm -hmm. I think people are very quick to be like oh well they're not helping me cruel to be kind Mm -hmm. is the bottom line with that like we genuinely do care we want you to do well but it should 100%. be based off of your ability you know and also you feel so much better for it the fact that you're like yeah I've done this all by myself exactly exactly you'll feel so much better and it's also unfair to the people that even aren't on social media and they don't have the opportunity to ask us for interview questions like that, actually 
I've so never then, thought about it like that. It's just it's just one of those things. And I'm sure loads of people with public pages will probably say the same. Have you had mm. messages on your public one? Yeah. yeah. But it's the same idea. And do you know what the thing is? Like, I think a lot of people don't have enough belief in themselves. 100%. Which is going off on a different tangent, right? But I applied for Oxford. You know, I was like, right, I can apply for it. I won't get in, but I can mm-hmm. say I've done it. Here, I'm sitting in Oxford, you know? So yeah. like, have that faith in yourself, everyone. Genuinely, just go for it. And don't be worried about, like, embarrassing yourself or, like, oh, like, this is, it's, you know, like, just do it. Don't think it's cringe because, honestly, no one cares. And life's too short. Exactly. Honestly, just go for it and do it. And even if it doesn't work out, you can at least say you've tried and no one can take that away from you. A hundred percent. And you'll have the experience and that experience, even if you didn't get in, that'll hold you in such good stead for whatever you then go right. on to do. Because mm-hmm. when I had my interview, I came out and I was like, I have messed this up massively. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, do you know what? If you've not got in, you've managed to have an interview with them. And see now, hand on heart, no interview will ever be as scary as that yeah and that in itself even if I hadn't got in that's a massive win oh for sure and you need to look at it as a learning experience and just take everything you can from it and have no regrets about doing it at all just go for it and be unapologetically yourself about it just do it preach I hope everyone that heard that there. that got deep there are some really good wise words. Yeah. Yep. They're really just guys. Do it. Just do it. Just go for it. Because like Amy said, life is so short. And in a few years, you'll look back. And if you did something, you'll be so proud of yourself. But if you didn't, you might live in regret. And it's not worth it. You know, it's 100%. not worth following in your sorrows over something that you could have just said yes to. I always tell people just go for it. Just do the thing. Book the flight. Do the experience. <laughs> I Honestly, I got quite deep there. And I no. apologize. I went off on a tangent. Not at all, because I think we touched on some really important things. Now we're going to kind of overlap a wee bit about what we spoke about earlier, but we're going to focus on, you know, the benefits and drawbacks of social media. What do you think they are? I think for me, the big drawback is the impact I see on the people around me in terms of affecting their mental health. And the benefit for me would probably be being able to connect with so many people in one single app. What about you? The significant benefits, I think, is the sort of networking that you can do. Like, I know everybody's like, LinkedIn is the app for networking. Yeah. No one talks about Twitter enough. Like, that is a really, really good app to social network on. Like, I have a, like, my private and personal Mm -hmm. Twitter and also have a professional one. I can admit, in undergrad, I was sitting there like, I wish I had a bit more of what you were doing. You know, like Mm -hmm. that, just putting yourself out there on things like LinkedIn, because I was like, oh my goodness, it's so cringy. It's LinkedIn, (laughs) like, you know, so I think in the sense of professionalism, it's really, really good. In terms of your personal life, 
I think it's really good, provided that you surround or like follow people that are on the same wavelength as you. Like, there's people like I won't lie, like people go on holiday to Ibiza, they post their bikini pics, and I'm like, oh my god, I wish. No, 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 on Instagram. <laughs> so what kind of LinkedIn are No, no, sorry. Like people posting like in terms of like their personal, my personal yeah. one, like they post pictures on Ibiza and I, you can't help it. You're like, oh God, I wish I looked like mm-hmm. that. You know, and I don't think it's bad to unfollow them, you know, or. This is or so true. If you're friendly enough with them, yeah. mute them until they come home. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with muting or unfollowing people that do not help you or your mental health. Mm-hmm. Like I am a big advocate for it. I'm also a big advocate, and we'll probably touch on it later, about going off the grid. Yeah. It's to me, there is nothing wrong with saying you do not bring anything to my like not in a bad way, you don't bring anything into my life. Like I should I should unfollow you like yeah. there's people that I've done that with in high school not in a bad way it's just I don't speak to them anymore we don't like each other's pictures what's the point in me following you Genuinely. no hard feelings no hard feelings if I seen you in the street if I seen you I would talk to you yeah. I'm not gonna blank no, you but yeah. and on terms of social media you bring nothing so exactly I I 100% really I think so many people deep the thing about following and followers and the reason that I follow less and what follow me is because I just started unfollowing people. I respectfully don't need to see everything about your life because I've not spoken to you. I probably didn't speak to you at school, probably followed you when we all followed each other in our year and I just don't need to see everything about your life you know I don't know you and like Amy said I'll say hi I'll you know I'll be civil in the streets there's literally no hard feelings but to me you're following on social media should like you said they may be people that you want to keep up with whether that's your friends or you know if you follow a certain celebrity or a, a blogger for example that you like or it should be you know educational pages that you like why should I be following someone that I don't talk to you know, I use Facebook birthdays as a way to unfollow people on <laughs> Instagram. Like, realistically, see if I'm not going to wish you a happy birthday and you're not going to wish me one. Mm-hmm. Why are we friends and why, like, on why, that is why so are we true. friends? But why are we on social media together? And I just use it to unfollow and unfriend people. And that it's not in any malicious thing. way. It's not thing. in a malicious way. It's not at all. It really isn't. And I think it's very personal, you know, it's very subjective. You know, me and Amy are sat here saying that we've unfollowed people that we don't speak to, but I'm sure there's so many people that would happily follow so many people that they don't speak to that much. But to me, Instagram's changed so much that you literally barely see people you follow anyway, that it's like kind of pointless either way. I think it goes back to the whole thing about social media shouldn't dictate your friendships, you know, just because you unfollow them doesn't mean you don't like them it's just you don't want to see their things on this certain app okay girls shall we talk going off the grid happily that's my (laughs) favorite subject (laughs) okay let's let's just dig in what's your opinion on it I know you've deleted socials a few times and you're quite the advocate for it 100% there's some people who like speak to me and they're like 
oh, like my mental health's really bad and I'm not really sure where to start, mm-hmm. delete social media. I deleted it for about seven or eight months during mm-hmm. COVID because I couldn't be bothered, no offence, people posting their banana breads and posting <laughs> their runs and all that, whereas I was still working. So yeah. nothing had changed for me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and online uni just wasn't it for me. So I took myself off social media. I said to everybody that needed to know, I'm going off it. If you need me, text me or message yeah. me. Did people know this? Probably not. See, that that's the thing. That's the sad reality, I think. Like, I wouldn't say I post a lot, mm-hmm. but I don't think anybody noticed, and not in a bad way, I don't think anybody cared that I was mm-hmm. off the grid. I remember you doing it and honestly props to you because you you did it. You did not break. You kept that app off the phone. You were super focused when it was, it was dissertation time, was it? Yeah, oh, obviously, yeah. like my dissertation wasn't the, the easiest of rides, but mm-hmm. I'd say it's, I'm going to delete it. I'm going to delete all social media until after exams were done. And you did. And that's what I'd done. I'd done it. I just, honestly, honestly, props to you for that like that is it's very impressive I think because for me the only thing that I think stops me from it and the reason I would delete social media is because I think I'm very lucky in a sense I don't think it's affected my mental health so to speak but it's more I waste time on it and I'm like this is actually so stupid why am I scrolling and it gets I've me got, annoyed. It gets me annoyed because your screen time adds up. And guys, if you've not put, if you've still got the app, put a timer on it. Is what I've got now, and it's half an hour a day. Because I think you can have the most self control, but time passes so quick, and you could be scrolling, and you could be scrolling, and it's like actually, <laughs> why am I scrolling? Because you don't actually care to see all these people's things. And we go back to it, you're probably seeing mostly random reels or random sponsored pictures when you could be doing so much more efficient stuff with your time. And 100%. so I would delete it for that reason. But the thing that stops me is I think I would lose friends. But then would I lose friends? Can I be honest with you? I disagree mm-hmm. with you there. Because, really? yeah, because if you, if I, like, if I go off the grid, I text mm-hmm. everybody that needs to know. Yeah. And I delete it and I've not lost any friends. That's so true. But then do you well, speak I, to people solely on Instagram? Because I speak to people solely on Instagram. So I feel like I'd lose those people. Um, no, I don't. Like, if I speak to people on Instagram, it's because they've posted a story and I've replied to it or vice versa. Yeah, it's not fair dues. messaging. Like, most people I message, text, WhatsApp, Messenger. Mm-hmm. And... I wouldn't I've not lost friends from it what yeah. I did lose friends doing was during COVID like along with deleting social media I was like I'll I'll stop messaging people who I'm always initiating messaging with we always talk about see, this and you know what some of them still aren't back mm-hmm. and I'm not bothered at all like I'm quite thankful, not in any bad way, but yeah. I was watering dead plants. Yeah. And what's the point? In I, can, Just- I can 100% say the same. I think we were both the people, because we value our friendships and our friends so much, 
But then we find ourselves to be the people that were always initiating conversation. And then you think, actually, why am I putting in all the effort when the other party isn't caring? So honestly, go you for that. Even now, like down here, there's people that I will speak to and you can ask them how they are. And they'll go, oh, I'm mm-hmm. fine. Thank you very much. And that's it. It's not, yeah. how are you? How's mm-hmm. things been? Like, I've not really been on social media recently. Yeah. And radio silence from some people. I've just got to the point where I don't care. No yeah. disrespect. And we I think, I think maybe because we're, we are, you know, we are 23, like we're not young, young anymore. We're, as I like, like to say, young old. <laughs> I think we now came to realise that we prefer a smaller circle of people that are genuinely your friends. Quality over quantity Mm -hmm. every day of the week. I say that so much in labs as well. Quality (laughs) over quantity. And that's the thing, like, moving down here, I've lost a couple of friends, Mm -hmm. but I've also kept a few. And if I can move 350 miles away and still keep those friends, then they're friends worth keeping, in my opinion. For sure. For sure. So I think what we said is interesting, but I think it's also interesting that we were kind of 50-50 on that because when I asked my followers, 42% thought that they would lose friends if they deleted it, whereas 58% thought they would keep their friends, which I find quite interesting. But a lot of the people that voted were the younger demographic, like they're 19 or they're just turned 20. So I'm like, does that make a difference to it? Would I have thought differently at 19, 20? I think. I think at 19, 20. Possibly, yeah. I would have thought different. I think in 1920, mm-hmm. I'd have thought, I'll never lose friends if I delete it. Everyone will message and keep in touch. Yeah. Yeah. Possible naivety on our parts because. For sure. <laughs> yeah. On that note, I think we'll wrap up. I think I'm going to ask you one last question. Sure. Go for it. It's along the lines of us being old, though. So I'm not sure. But do you I'm think <laughs> do you think when you have a child, if you have a child, will you let them download Instagram at 12 years old? I used to think my mum and dad were so hard on me for not letting me have a phone. Everybody mm-hmm. had a Blackberry. I wanted to be on BBM. Yeah. I wanted a Bebo. I get it now. Mm-hmm. I agree. I get it. Mum and dad, if you're listening. You 100% did the right thing. Yeah. I remember my mum and dad used to give me like an hour worth of screen time when I was little each day. Mm -hmm. And I would like go on Club Penguin and Pop Tropica and have an absolute ball. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I really wanted a Facebook when I was little. Why? I don't know. It was pointless. I would... Take back my Facebook so that I could have some extra hours on Pop Tropica and Club Penguin. <laughs> yeah. What about yourself? Uh, I think, no, I don't think, I know, I don't think I'll let them have it at 12. Just because it's changed so much. It's not as much of a safe space as it was. That's something we haven't talked dangerous. about enough. So true. It's, it's just such a dangerous world and... You never know what they're looking at. And I just don't think I'd want my 12-year-old to be exposed to things that they wouldn't see 
until much later on in their lives and yeah I would say for now no and it's a hard one because I know that then it'll create some differences between friends but I I'm kind of similar I didn't get a phone I never got like an Android until second year first year of uni I had a literal Nokia and P6 and 7 and it was to make sure my mum and dad knew that I was getting the bus and I was fine I had great friends in primary school and in first year no one cared like okay this girl had an iPhone 3GS and everyone thought she was it you know back flappy bird but do I do I envy her do I wish that was me no honestly no there was a time where when you had a phone you didn't have social media you just had those stupid apps that was mm-hmm. like pretending that you had like a pint of beer and you would like yes, put your phone oh up to God. your mouth. Or there was an alchemy app. I don't know if you ever had it and you like blended the elements together to make another thing. Yes. I also had a lighter app where oh I basically God. just like flipped the lighter up. I got to Why change that the skin. Or Honestly. Talking Tom, like you said earlier. Or um, do you remember Carl? who's like this red thing. Yes. <laughs> What like uh, that was innocence, you know? Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't anything bad about like about so like the social media wasn't really a thing then, you know? No, no. And just following on from what you said there, like I think I got mobile phone for when I started high school, and it was the same idea. It was just so that my mum knew that I I was okay, you know. Yeah. And if something. Like, for whatever reason, there was an emergency. She could get a hold of me quickly or I could get a hold of her. Yeah. And, absolutely, like, at the time, like, you you did, like, unintentionally be like, oh, they've got a better phone than me. Mm-hmm. They've mm-hmm. got this and I've not got that. See, now, it does not matter. Like, someone asked me the other day there what iPhone I had. <laughs> and my response was the pink one. Like, I didn't know. Someone like, thought I had like a 13. I was like, no, I've got an 11X Pro, whatever that means to you. I have this one, you know? Love it, love it. Like, it doesn't a matter. Phone has what a phone. phone no, like, exactly. What, what, what does the number at the end mean? Literally a couple I'm more asking. hundred pounds from Apple. Oh, honestly. Honestly. It is but crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think the later in life that you're exposed to social media yeah it's so crazy how things have changed so rapidly in just a few years but thank you so much girl for joining me today thank you very much for having me I've had a you're lovely most time. welcome we had such a good chat here and I feel like what we'll have said will resonate with so many people but also like you said a lot of what we said people might not agree with and that is what makes conversations in my opinion interesting to listen to 100%. But yeah, thank you so much, guys, for listening. And I hope to, I keep saying I hope to see you in the next episode, but I hope that you all decide to tune in to episode number three. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.